What's up, everybody? This is the Red Band Podcast, your source for all film and TV-related news and topics. I'm your host, Anthony King, and with me on my left is my co-host, Adrian. And of course, sitting across from us at the technical director's booth is our good guy, Michael Cards. Hey. <laughs> How are you guys doing tonight? Feeling good. Pretty good. Yeah, good. You do? tired from uh, last night, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, Adrian, you, huh? You had some homework to do before tonight's podcast. Yeah, you did. Yeah. God, what you. time do you go to bed? Probably like two in the morning. Two? Jesus. Yeah. Damn. I mean, it's a long movie. Yes. It's a long movie. Guess what, everyone? Yes, we are talking about Zack Schneider's Justice League. Yeah. yeah. Came out March 18th on HBO Max, and I got to tell you, it's a lot of movie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not surprised that it's long, Yeah, but it's like, oh my God, this is this is a journey. Did you guys like it? In my comparison to the theatrical version, I liked this one more. Yeah. So I wouldn't say, holy shit, this is amazing, but my opinion of it did raise from when I first saw it. All right, Adrian? I thought it was holy shit amazing. I thought, oh, okay. it, was, I thought it was great. I thought it was a fantastic film. Like, yep. I'm not going to watch it again, but yes. <laughs> See, I think I'm like right in the middle of both of you guys. Mm-hmm. I do believe it's a huge, huge step up from regular Justice League that came out in 2017. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is holy shit amazing, but I think if I'm going to give it a grade, I have to give this movie like a solid B plus, which that's a, that's a good movie. Yes. That's a good movie in my book. Okay. I was yeah. thoroughly entertained. I can't say thoroughly entertained because holy shit, it's a lot of movie. No, it's a, it's a great film. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. Man, it was long. It, it was, was yeah. so long. So long. This was, this movie was a lot of movie. Yes. Yeah. Like just the action sequence off the bat. Mm. Like, damn, this is great. I still got to go another four hours of this. Yeah, show. I had to watch it in two parts. So I watched it when it first came out on March 18th. So right when it hit midnight, sat down, I was watching. I was like, yeah, this is good. This is, this is getting really good. An hour in, I was like, oh, shit, we're only an hour in this. Two hours in, I was already like so tired. I was like, I need to stop. I need to take a break. I'll come back to this in the morning. I had to. I had to take a break. It took me three days to finish it. Really? Three days. Yeah. Damn. So were you actually watching it like it was episodically like stopping at the parts? Yeah, I was stopping at the parts. See, that was one thing I really appreciated with HBO Max is they actually had those markers on the actual stream, the little scrubber. Yeah. So you know exactly how long each part is. So you can kind of plan ahead if you don't have the time to sit down and watch a four-hour long movie because let's be honest, most people don't. No, I, I like the movie. I was thoroughly entertained because I go off of how often I look at my phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did not pick it up once. Really? Look, okay, I, yeah. I call bullshit. No, no, I really didn't. That's, I mean, how, that's how I categorize the movie. If I'm, I'm on my phone while I'm watching a movie, the movie sucks. If I, I leave say, it down the yeah, entire that's, time. That's a, that, that's a good like marker to understand if you like a movie or not. I didn't even pick up my phone most of the time. I, I was watching it on the internet. So, of course, I had like, you know, clock like around the bottom. So, I was able mm-hmm. to keep time. Mm-hmm. Especially, I was constantly pausing the movie and then writing my notes. And holy shit, I mean, I do have a lot of notes to go over about this movie. They're not the best notes. I did, you know, write these at 2 a.m. But when it got to like around like, I was maybe like an hour over just from pausing and stopping. So, it was around like almost 3 o'clock. I was like, I was done. I was done. I had to go to bed, wake up in the morning, finish it. I mean, I kind of texted you. I wouldn't say there were notes, but they were more like rants. Yeah, you had a lot of rants. You were, <laughs> you were like ranting like, wait, what the fuck is he doing? Like, oh my God, and just texting me every like 15 minutes. You had something to bitch about. The whole hour and a half, I was bitching about the slow-mo. <laughs> there was so much fucking slow-mo. It's Zack Schneider. Like, what do you expect? What do you expect? Have you, have you not seen his movies? But I mean, unnecessary slow-mo. I say necessary. I say unnecessary because it's shit that's just like... <laughs> The slow-mo lasts for minutes, like, and oh, not wait. even like one, two minutes. I'm talking about like a whole sequence minutes. Yeah, I mean, yeah it does. It does great. last. Like, they look great though. Like I need it sped up. I get it. There's a battle going on. There's a lot going on, but let's get this shit together. Like, but you, I mean, you did like the movie though, right? Yeah, I, I liked it. All right. I, yeah. Wait, it, what, what grade would you give it from A to fucking F? If I were to rank the theatrical version, it would be an F minus, like a strong fail. If I were to rank this one, I'd give it like... A solid C. See? Okay, so still C. like a decent movie. Still yeah. a decent movie. Okay. It, yeah. it raised my opinion from it's a horrible movie to it's a movie. What about you, Adrian? Do you have like a solid grade on there? B plus. B plus? All right, yeah, so B+. you're on the same thing with me, like yeah. B plus. B plus. It's great film, not the greatest 
film out there. Yeah. It's a great film. We've been reading a lot. Warner Brothers did not want this movie to come out. They had a lot of issues with this movie. Do you think it was the fact that this movie wasn't going to be on expectations of like, holy shit, this is an Avengers level movie? I think it's because of its past, you know, how the, you know, the Superman, the Batman movie, Batman v Superman, mm. the Superman movies, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, you know, how they were perceived as. Yeah. But I mean, even before there was a lot of back, you know, back end drama before even they cut out Zack Snyder from his own film. And then they, you know, reshot it with the theatrical Justice League. But there was a lot of there's a lot of drama that happened beforehand. Yeah. I mean, it's unfortunately WB is known for putting their hands Mm -hmm. in, you know, in the The cookie cookie jar. Yeah. 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 The cookie jar there, you know, they they like full control versus letting the artist do its thing. Right. It's like when we were covering like uh what was it? Like a uh, like a studio getting involved. Yeah, yeah. yeah WB yeah. likes to get involved 100% of the way. Like, oh, I feel yeah, like they have no definitely. trust whatsoever in their directors or artists or anything like that. Well, I think the problem is they they were trying to play catch up to Marvel. Yeah. So, instead of trying to naturally let a bunch of movies be created to slowly build up these characters that everyone loves, like Batman, Wonder Wonder Woman, Superman. Mm -hmm. They try to rush it out out the door with Zack Snyder's, you know, original outline, his five movie outline. And I think they thought this was going to help them, you know, boost a lot of numbers up and, of course, bring a lot of viewership onto the whole DC Extended Universe. Yeah. People did have problems earlier beforehand with, Zack Snyder's, you know, earlier films, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman. I liked them. Yeah. I liked Man of Steel. They were good movies, but I understand they're polarizing and it just wasn't the best financial step to move in at the time. Yeah. I mean, it's honestly, I just blame mostly Marvel on that end because, well, not blame Marvel, but I'm just saying that they try to copy Marvel's format. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they want to play catch up. They're trying to release much because Batman v Superman, they try to cram so much into that one movie. That is a problem I do have with Zack Snyder is he puts a lot of storytelling, too much storytelling in his movies. And that's how you get the problem is when you have a movie that's just too much movie. I feel like Zack Snyder is the type of person that when he writes out a movie, Mm -hmm. he puts in all the stuff he wants to see in the movie Mm -hmm. and doesn't think about, okay, there's a lot of material here. I could probably split this into two. It's like, no, I want all of it in one. Like He is the super nerd. Yes, he, well, he's he the wants, super nerd that wants to see all of it on screen, like all at once. I definitely understand the feeling of why he wanted a four hour long cut of Justice League. Watching this movie was like reading a comic book panel. Oh yeah. It was long, it was very detailed, it was precise. Every, I mean, you can pause it, the movie any moment on screen and every frame looked like a comic book panel. And I can see why, you know how we talk about like Punisher Warzone? Yes. How Uh, that's what happens when you literally translate a comic book onto the screen. Yeah. I feel like that's what Zack Snyder's Justice League was also. That one, but it was artful. Because he's- Yeah, yeah, no. Because I mean, look at his previous film when he did uh, 300. Mm -hmm. You know, the entire film made it look like it was uh, a moving painting. Mm -hmm. You know, and then you have, you know, Batman v Superman also now Justice League. Mm -hmm. Anytime, just panel, 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 every shot. Which I know, that's the first thing I noticed when I started watching it. Every shot, that especially that one scene where Batman's screaming. Yeah, yeah. It just if you just pause that, identical to a, a so panel. I love his directive imagery. I love how he directs his images on screen. I mm-hmm. love how he directs his action. I even love how he brings specific themes into his films. Now, what he does need is a little proofreading on his scripts. And yeah. I think that's what a lot of people did have problems with Batman v Superman with the previous film. Or you had this great, great argument between two powerhouse superheroes. They're gonna almost get on this philosophical level and then you kind of just bring it down to a fist fight on top of a, you know, a broken down like factory. Yeah. yeah. And then you kind of stop the fight just by the mention of, you know. Martha. Martha. Why did you and say that name? I get like, I get why Zack Snyder did it, and is his mom I, named Martha? I, no, 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 no. He's trying to Zack Snyder when he wrote that he was trying to bring a human element for both Superman and Batman to share. He wanted to bring a mutual ground of humanity between yeah, them, yeah, and the one human ground that they both had in common, no matter how different they were, was love of parents. Love of parents, and just so happens that they're both their moms were named Martha, Martha yeah, which was. Kind of stupid. <laughs> I see why people 
already had issues in why you know Zack Snyder's previous films were polarizing. This was different though. Yeah. Audience members love this film. Oh yeah. It was um what was the Rotten Tomatoes score? I mean not even Rotten Tomatoes, but most of like the scores were going around was like I think it was like eighty nine percent. Last time I checked it was at ninety percent. I thought like last time I checked it was nineties. I haven't checked it recently. I think my question would be more of was the audience rating higher because of what they saw theatrically or what they saw in theaters? Or did they really enjoy it? Or was it just because what they saw in theaters was so trashy that this one was just automatically better? See, that's why I want to know too. Was it just like such shitty disappointment from the theatrical cut of Justice League that we actually got a decent movie and we're just over happy, overzealous about it? Mm-hmm. Or was this actually well-deserved? I, okay, I, from from my end, mm-hmm. I say it's well-deserved because I barely remember the other Justice League movie. That is true. Same. I barely, I had to re-watch the original Justice League that came out after I saw Zack Snyder's yeah. just to see the comparable difference between the two. Yeah, so like I said, like remember we were talking about a lot. I kept saying like, dude, I don't remember mm-hmm. scenes. I don't remember anything mm-hmm. other than little bits. But no, this movie was way, I mean, just on its own without forgetting the other one. It's just a fantastic film. Yeah. And like I said, on Rotten Tomatoes was what, 96%? Yeah, 96%. And then on Metacredit, yeah, user score, it was 90. And for um, credit score, 54. So credits are still a little hard on this film, which is natural for critics to be. They're, you know, analyzing they're, a film. They're critics, on, yeah. yeah, they're critics. They're going to analyze on the film no. of it being more than just entertainment, you know? Yeah, but well, do you think they overly criticize these movies at times? Yeah, no. Yeah, 100%. I do. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I do, yeah. I think you have the uh, the super posh um, critic mm-hmm. that would be like the type of one that would watch Phantom Thread with Daniel Day-Lewis. And uh, like, yeah, oh, yeah. this is 100% an amazing film. Just an absolute treasure of a film. And be like, oh, hey, you have to go watch uh, Justice League. <laughs> Ugh. And it's just beneath them. So they're going to give it a harsher, crit- you know, a harsher critique mm-hmm. than... In- what a normal person would it would be more of a critique that you have to hear from from a fan yeah you know from a from a comic book fan rather than from someone well, else not even a comic book fan but a move a person who enjoys action movies uh you know because you don't have to be a comic book fan to enjoy this movie uh, i think you need to be a little bit you of do, a comic you do book have fan. to be a little bit the biggest problem i see with this is no one's gonna sit down and watch a four hour long movie yeah no, yeah yeah no that yeah. is a huge problem no, okay, i mean my way of knowing like if a person watches if they're a comic book or not mm-hmm. is literally my dad because he does not know nothing mm-hmm. literally nothing about a comic book or mm-hmm. what they are that's the same about my dad yeah, yeah. so or my he, folks yeah. if he watches it bit. and enjoys it mm-hmm. i just know it's a good movie that he that means he enjoyed it he does not he doesn't all he knows is Batman and Superman exist. That's it. Nothing else. I think my folks are kind of like in the same area, mm-hmm. but uh, they're a little bit more along the lines, like along with Marvel. Yeah. Like they enjoy Ant-Man and the Wasp. They enjoy Ant-Man and, and you know other things like that. Yeah. So they know a little bit as far as comic books go, but, but they didn't go, they didn't have a strong interest until Marvel kind of came out yeah. a little bit more. So I feel like, this kind of area in the age of superheroes, yeah, it's kind of annoying because we see a lot of superhero movies. Yeah. But at the same time, it's kind of creating a little bit more fans. Like they're introducing uh, these heroes to a new fan audience to get them interested. It makes them want to kind of read a comic book. Now, did you guys folks actually watch this movie? No, God, no. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's fucking four hours. <laughs> yeah, what do you that's, think? <laughs> that's the problem. That's the problem. Oh, no. <laughs> so I do believe this is a movie that is more prone towards comic book fans like if you were a real true fan of comic book films or even Zack Snyder himself you were gonna see this film yeah yeah of course did you guys find this movie okay were there points in this film that you really like that stand out to you like what points of the movie stood out the most in this film Uh, okay now I would say points but I would say the color uh the Mm -hmm. color saturation Mm -hmm. I loved it uh compared to Sweden's fucking glowing orange (laughs) yeah yeah everything Uh, was so oversaturated it was really oversaturated in yeah. whedon's version points i loved uh cyborg's character mm-hmm. one yes. fantastic oh fucking ray fisher yeah killed it as cyborg god oh, yeah. it was they did him so dirty in the first version oh my goodness warner brothers oh Why? they reshot i think more than 90 percent of the scenes yeah like when i rewatched the theatrical cut of justice league every scene that cyborg was in was completely different than Zack Snyder's. 100. Yeah. 100%. It was almost like a completely different character. 
I got to see a brooding cyborg that was that was pissed that his body was the way it was. Yeah. No, okay, not just that, like, but Ray Fisher's acting in it was just like raw. Raw. Because it was raw. You could see anger right there in his face. Yeah. Even though it's half CGI's face, but it was just, you could see anger. You could see he's pissed. Yeah. Because he's like, this fucking sucks. How do you guys feel about with the Flash, Barry Allen's character? Because he his scenes were also cut from the theatrical as well, but did he have the same effect as Cyborg? Did on you? Uh, not unfortunately, no. There were some cool scenes, so there was cool scenes. There were cool scenes. Like, no. He had moments. So when the moment where they were rescuing all the people from the sewers and then the debris was falling and he stopped that, I was like, yes. oh okay. shit. That was pretty cool. That yes. was that was badass. And of course, spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen this movie, but the part where the mother boxes unite, the unity, yeah, and then they explode, and then he had to basically Phase shift at a time and then rewind by going into Speed Force. Yeah, yes. that was dope. That was yeah. cool. that was dope. That was a cool movie adaptation of of the Speed Force. Yeah, yeah. The way he runs though is a little awkward though. Yes. I, okay, it's oh, not God. just me. It's not just me. It's okay. not just me. No, it, God, it is no, awkward, not just you. But I understand why. <laughs> like, there's no business why his hands need They're to be flailing. Like the arms are just flailing I, out no, I so get wide. I get it. Like, I understand. I understand. I see him. Like, okay, make. I get it. Why he's doing it? It just looks super awkward. And I didn't like how he was monologuing to himself when he was going back in his speed force. Like, Dad. Yeah. I didn't like. I, I get didn't it. That. I get. I, I think they're trying part. to human. I think they're yeah. trying to yeah. give a more. Uh, uh, what's it called? A more like mm -hmm. human element to him. Yeah. Because the other time he was just joking around. Even when he went to see his dad in prison. Yeah. When he's talking to him like in prison, saying these to essentially just you know forget about him. You know, just live your life. Oh yeah. yeah, I was feeling a lot more from Henry Allen's character when he started you know getting a little teary eyes. Like, yeah. Just, don't come here anymore. Yeah, that was actually pretty heavy. That was, I was like, ooh. That was heavy from his like, end. Yeah. Okay, I could That was heavy that. from his end. I didn't get that from Ezra Miller's Barry Allen Flash. No. I feel like Barry Allen's, or Ezra Miller's Barry Allen Flash was too much like Wally West. That That and is a problem, though. I needed to see a little bit more of a serious, not too serious, like a brooding Barry Allen, but a little bit more of that intelligent side, you know? Because Barry Allen's a little bit more serious to take. Well, one thing I noticed is... Wally West's character from the old Justice League, early 2000 animated series. Yeah. He was well received and it seemed like his personality was like forever stapled onto Barry Allen's personality as well. I don't know. I just, I didn't really dig that kind. I guess he's supposed to be like the comic relief. Of the I, group. That's what I think. He was just, man, I think like his, uh, he was written just for comic relief. That's it. It was so weird watching the theatrical cut too, because you can really tell what scenes were shot. I noticing like not something like, hey, you know, I saw like the original version first and then I went back and watched this and okay, I can see some difference. Like I'm surprised how much I've noticed with like bad, bad reshooting, bad green screen, bad edges, bad feathering on specific characters. Like it was a quick reshoot yeah, kind of thing. Uh, it felt real quick. And then everything was just covered up with more mm -hmm. like motion blurs and like, let me see if I can find one specific scene. Are you gonna, uh, you talking about the tunnel scene? Not the tunnel scene. I see, I have the tunnel scene up, but I need to go find this. The scene that they have is Superman just got revived and they go to the monument and they first, you know, the Justice League members first approach him. Mm -hmm. Their specific reshoots in that scene, it's just off. It's really, really off. Let me see if I can find that. God, that stupid gummy face of. <laughs> For those that don't see it right now, I'm, I'm looking at. One of these, uh, one of these cameras, which is the laptop, and while Anthony's searching up, I'm looking at this gummy version of the theatrical Steppenwolf. Oh, just so. And gummy. just like, God, he looks fucking horrible. Okay, so coming on this bit. So when they're having the awkward conversation back and forth mm -hmm. with, especially with Aquaman's character, you can tell in the background that it's just reshot, just picked right up, and they kind of stitched them. See that reshot right here. Oh wow. Oh wow. Look at that. Look at that. Dude. And watch this. Reshot. Look at that. Oh wow. It's literally these specific angles where most of the reshots are like close to like close up medium shots. Jeez Louise. There, there. Look at that. Oh wait, hold on. Go back to that really quick. I, and I noticed that a lot with the right there. theatrical cut. It was a lot right of there. medium oh close shot reshoots. What? Uh, go back, go back again into. You uh, <laughs> see, we got to keep going back to it. Which one? Aquaman. On. Aquaman. I, okay. I might as well just cut straight to without yeah, yeah, the yeah. fade yeah, into yeah. camera one. <laughs> Hold on, let me let me pause it right on that right here. Okay, everything about this is completely awkward. It's awkward, right? The camera placement, the 
It's lazy. It's lazy. I yeah. feel like he was literally maybe called back a month later. Yeah. And was just, yeah, I bet you anything, he just has the shoulder pads on. I, I need That's to look it. up when was the reshoot because I think you're right. It was, I don't know if it was a month later, but it was some time later they had to get called back for reshoots. It's off. I don't want to relive this again. And there's so many <laughs> moments like that in the film. Most of the action sequences have been chopped up to bits just to, and I see why they did that to hit that under, you know, the two hour mark. Yeah. But hacking that much movie away, it's terrible, it's terrible. It's so much a disservice to the film itself. Do you think when uh, Sweden stepped in, they knew they had to fix, you know, essentially he, you know, do it his way? But the well, studio thought that, you know, fuck it, we're gonna make money anyway, it doesn't matter. I, I don't think it was his way. I, I don't believe the problem with the theatrical release of Justice League was 100% Whedon. Warner Brothers has a big, huge hand in that fuck up. And I believe Whedon was going by their notes on trying to line up the tone and make it funnier, just like what he did with Avengers. Yeah. And I believe he did the best of what he could. Yeah. So there was a lot of drama going behind set, especially with, you know, Ray Fisher's character Cyborg, which hurts even more now seeing that they literally hacked his character to bits in film. So it was just not only petty on warner brothers part but it almost felt petty like it, it was almost petty on ray almost, fisher like they took it out on ray fisher warner brothers still does not like this cut even before this movie was released i was even reading articles let me see if i can find that this is what came after actually this article came out afterwards so right when the film released you have the um head ceo or chairwoman of um warner entertainment basically calling an end to the Snyderverse. which i don't know why i don't know don't know why. God. I mean, you can kind of see why though. The reception from yeah, but they're going Batman. I, they're still they they still have the mindset from we want to market this film to the widest, broadest audience possible. Yes, I get that, but it's just that they're it's not good. They're trying yeah. to they're trying to copy Marvel's you know formula formula. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get it that they're trying to bring the whole more lighthearted to it. But anyone that grew up in the nineties, two thousands, DC. They had the dark brooding versions of, you know, Batman, Superman, whatever, you know, the Red Justice League. Again, I understand that before, you know, the 70s, 80s, 40s, you know, not 40s, uh, 50s, you know, back then, you know, you had the more comical, you know, lighthearted, yeah, superhero, Adam West, Batman, yeah. you know, yeah. the, uh, oh, the hero's here to save the day. And it's like Penguin yeah. being caught yeah. from the bank. Yeah, it's Batman. Yeah. And just I like get go it. to jail. I missed, uh, quick side point. <laughs> yeah. I do miss those Adam West, like, when he hops up and is like, I'm gonna stop you bad guys. And they still have like a casual, like 15 minute conversation in the whole room together. They're like, Riddler, I'm gonna stop you from planning that <laughs> And they're bomb. just like standing there talking casually to each other until they decide to like one person throws a punch. I miss that, but continue. Now that's my train of thought. Sorry, oh, no, okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, now that, uh, okay, we're used to, the, you know, back then, uh, you know, early ones was uh, lighthearted. Then we got into the whole brooding, you know, the mm -hmm. dark ones. Uh, which, of course, then you saw that with the live actions because you saw uh, Tim Burton's Batman. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of Schumacher's, but it was kind of a mix of both. Yeah. It was a mix of both, the comical and dark. A little bit more comical. Yeah, more comical. The Tim uh, Burton's ones was a little bit more on the darker side. And then the later ones that we saw with Val Kilmer and yeah, Schumacher. Yeah, the Schumacher, Schumacher one. Yeah. Those were the ones where it was like, okay, let's take Tim Burton's but now let's add like a shit ton of color. Yeah. Of like neon. Got, let's do neon. Then you got, of course, uh, Nolan's and then you got, what's it called? The, the TV shows. Mm -hmm. DC Warner Brothers is going to be forever staying with like that dark toned. No, but I think they should not worry too much about trying to keep up with Marvel and be lighthearted. That's the main issue. That they're trying to become Marvel, which they're not. The problem is Marvel took the time Yes. Yeah. To build themselves up to what they are. And that's what the DC Extended Universe really needs to do. But they also build themselves out as a family-friendly superhero film. Mm -hmm. That's what Marvel's been, been the entire time. They rare, they slowly stepped out of it mm -hmm. by doing, you know, the, the Netflix shows and tapping into with the, the latest Avengers movies, mm -hmm. where now it's, you know, a little bit more mature than it was when but, Iron Man first came but out. But still family-friendly. Yeah. 
like still family friendly. It's but growing with its audience. Yeah. yeah, but now they put those warnings that this might, mm-hmm. you know, be a little bit, you know, too much for smaller kids. So, do you think that was a problem with Warner Brothers first investing into Zack Snyder's plan? Then, do you think Warner Brothers was warranted though to panic when they were first getting those two polarizing films to just let's switch up the plans? Or do you think they should have just stuck it through? No, they should have stuck it through, but they panicked too quickly. And we see that with all their movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever there's a trend, a, a change in trend, mm. they just go for it. They just mm. like, screw, we, we have to do something mm. about this. One huge reason that Warner Brothers backed away from Zack Snyder's Justice League plan was his outline. I mean, have you read his outline for Justice League 2 and 3? No, I don't read uh-uh. it. It's, it's insane. I it's not insane. Up. Like, I won't say bad insane. It's like brilliant insane. Like, I would love this. This is incredible for what he wanted to do. He wanted to. He wanted to hit the stars with this. He really wants shit to hit the fan. Go crazy with the nightmare sequences. Timelines being shuffled around. Like, he wanted to make... He actually wanted to translate, like, a comic book crossover event into a movie. That's what I say. Yeah, I was about to say that. So... What we're used to as comic book fans. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Stuff that we're used to reading. Mm-hmm. So nothing new to us, but new to the people who are not, you know, yeah. not used to it. And at the time when, you know, they're developing this, I can see why they got scared into fully investing into a plan like that, especially how dark it got. But also we're, ta- we're talking about executives who more likely never picked up a comic book. You know, they didn't grow up, most, there's very good chance that these people didn't grow up reading the comic mm-hmm. books. We're not, you know, part of the fandom. Yeah. You know, these are business people who just see, unfortunately, just see numbers. Yeah. And, you know, if, especially if they, you know, they see numbers, they see trends. If it's, they see something that's not part of a trend, it scares them. So, I mean, I'm not surprised that, they, you know, they said, well, we don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. But, like I said, instead of making a trend, they just follow them. Yeah. And even from the rumors, it sounds like they're still trying to find some way to revitalize the DC Extended Universe. It sounds like... From I need to find the article what they're talking about, but they're gonna try to reboot Superman. Still in like the whole DC extended universe, so we'll still have you know Henry Cavill Superman still a character who exists. But it sounds like they might be going with a black Superman as like the new icon for the DC universe. So you're like you're thinking of like Steel? Not Steel or um, just Clark Kent, but black. I need to find which comic this was. I'll have it in the comments, well in the description below. DC did come out with um, a version of a black Superman called, I think, Balzod. Okay. Earth 2 Superman. It's like basically what happens is what if General Zod had a child and then he got killed or something and then that child had exactly the same lifestyle that grew up with Clark Kent, Superman, mm-hmm. and he ended up becoming like the next Superman. How long ago was that released? Uh, that's where I need to find out. I know it's, it's not too I'm, new, but it is newer. See, I'm not... 100% bored on it. From what they've been saying, it sounds like they're trying to get a hold of um, Michael B. Jordan to play him. Okay, I did hear about that. Yeah. I was kind of, I'd be down for that. I like Michael B. Jordan. No, no, I would be down for it. It's just that I feel like it's yeah. so too soon of a reboot kind of thing. It's just, yeah, this character. It is too soon. Yeah, so character Valsad Earth 2. So this is him. He was um, created March 2014. Oh, okay. So that's when he first appeared in DC. So it's been a while. Yeah, so he's been like, he's been around, he's been around for a while. Okay. What do you guys feel about them already trying to reboot this whole? I, th- I think it's to be one to lay off fans, and to just be pissy about it. Just to be a. So you feel like it's petty. It's petty. It's all. It's Warner p- Brothers is going to be petty. They're going to be. Warner Brothers is too prideful mm-hmm. to be like, oh yeah, we're going to give the fans what they want. But I also have suspicion that if this does get positive reception to it, where people want to see, you know, Snyder sequels. Mm-hmm. And Warner Brothers say, no, we're not going to do it. And if Big Papa, you know, at and Big, Big Daddy at and steps in. He steps in. You know, Snyder could say either I do it my way or I don't do it at all. And at and could say, well, you do it. Here. Here's the money. We're letting you do it. Do you think, though, they'll go for that? When Big Papa says so, they, what are they going to do <laughs> about it? This is the only Big reason. Big Daddy steps in. Yeah, that's what, that's the way I see it. Because <laughs> well, if we got Oh, yeah, yeah, go, go. No, no, you go, go. Okay. If at and says so, because they're they're... ATT owns them now. There's no saying no to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the CEOs can say, no, you know, it's not a good idea. But ATT says, says, hey, this guy can make us a lot of money. If people like his work, shut up and let him do his thing. But do you think this will make them a lot of money? Because here's the problem. If ATT were to pick this up and try to produce, you know, Zack Snyder's Snyderverse 
just say just through HBO Max, because let's be honest, it most likely won't be, again, theatrical release for mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. It's expensive. But that's the thing. Like, I that's honestly- expensive, because we got to remember, Zack Snyder already filmed the first Justice League, yeah. and that budget by itself was at least $300 million. But then yeah. you have to take into account as he never finished it, then HBO and Warner Brothers came up to him like, hey, you know, you're going to finish this movie. Here's $70 million extra so you can finish what you need to finish with visual effects. That's expensive. It's expensive, yes. But AT&T, we have no, we, you know, we have no clue how they're going to work. These people could easily say, you know what? Screw it. We're going to throw money at it and see how we could do it. I think they should. I mean, if Disney is throwing shit tons of money at their exactly. Star Wars content and their um, Marvel content, and even with Amazon is throwing so much money trying to start up their Lord of the Rings show. Yeah, that's yeah. What, I think for HBO, Zack Snyder's Justice League, his Snyderverse would be the thing to invest money into exactly. to get that's, a lot more subscribers that's in. That's where I see where it could happen more likely because of those other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. I think at t will say, yeah, go for it. You know, we'll want it. WB will always say no, no matter what. But they need at first see the money is there. Here's the problem is, I think they're just mad that they're struggling still to hit that audience numbers exactly like Disney Marvel. Well, it's like, well, then try- fuck it. Stop trying to hit those numbers like Disney Marvel. I think that is the They're trying to play catch up. Yeah, they're, they're trying to do that. Yeah. And like, stop fucking playing catch up. It's, it's the- not possible for them to play catch up. Instead of trying to build a new audience, a lower audience with something new, they're just trying to copy something else and bring them in with that. Yeah. Instead of like trying to build a new audience, mm-hmm. I mean, the audience is there. They're going to watch it, whether yeah. they're Marvel fans yeah. or not. Instead of going to that, Marvel fans, we already know, is family friendly. Yeah. So create a fucking superhero universe that, sure, it may not be family friendly, mm-hmm. but it's what adult comic fans are going to love. Mm-hmm. And as well as normal people, what they're going to love as well, because they're going to look at it and be like, this is totally different. I mean, when have you ever seen a movie where Cyborg comes in, <laughs> Wonder Woman says, hey, do this to help save the world and cyborg says fuck the world yeah i oh like I, that I love was that dope. i love that and i was scene. like yes absolutely because like the world has not treated you well at all cyborg so like you know what fuck it see that's why i think it was a real smart move for hbo max to reinvest into the Zack Snyder cut yeah i mean 70 million dollars that's making a movie on its own that's not a lot no. So I definitely see why they went with this option. They need more content for the streaming service. They need to pull in more subscribers. Mm-hmm. This is, has already familiarity towards it. And they don't have to dump a whole bunch of money into it because the movie was pretty much already made. That's the only problem where I can see if they won't continue this trend because this was almost... The universe had a line for this movie to be made. Yeah, mm-hmm. Certain things had to happen with Zack Snyder stepping down from Family Tragedy to Joss Whedon stepping over and just recutting the fuck out of that movie and just throwing off that sloppy piece of mess out there. Just basically shitting all Mm -hmm. over Zack Snyder's project. Then you had the fan rage. Then you had a certain pandemic that came out that forced everyone to stay home. I mean, people were just sitting home, just watching Netflix, you know, online streaming, HBO Max. So all this shit had to line up for this movie to get made first. Otherwise, if this pandemic Mm. didn't never never happen, Mm then chances the, are we probably would have never seen the pandemic America. if warner brothers wasn't being such a bitch if yeah. all the drama didn't happen this movie would never came out to what it was mm-hmm. and i don't know if they're seeing this as just a lucky chance that they got or if they're actually looking to this as a mainstream line of entertainment to put high quality superhero films on online streaming I really hope that they'll go with that route. No, I really hope they go with that route, but I'm afraid of they're going to try to, again, play the whole Disney route. Mm. You know, Disney having their shows, so they're going to try to copy their formula mm. as well. Instead of trying to do their own thing, they try to do their own, you know, like I said, dark brooding, mm. you know, a drama, basically. Instead of doing a drama, mm. uh, they're going to try to do the whole family-friendly, you know. Like you think that they're going to go, their formula is going to make like a dark brooding route wait for that to be like their first draft and then go and be like, all right, now where are parts that we can make it lighthearted? That's yeah, too. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Which also I really hate that they do that with a lot of superhero movies, especially DC, mm-hmm. is when it's originally wrote, written out as a dark film a and dark they just stick moment. comedy inside there trying to sprinkle it and make it better. Yep. That is literally Justice League theatrical yeah. cut. That's literally what happened. Yeah. It was, you can see those dark moments that Snyder was trying to set up and then you get those weed and sprinkles of comedy that just, it doesn't fit. It doesn't yeah. fit at all. It, he, uh, it's like he took a recipe that was already in the mix mm-hmm. 
And then, yep, just, <laughs> just can you do that just again? Fucking just, just, uh, he, <laughs> just, just, just fucking beat that shit in there. God, no. yeah, just <laughs> more Parmesan. No, <laughs> right, I, I, I think that's a little bit too much Parmesan, sir. <laughs> more. <laughs> no, I, I really hope that HBO Max, if you're listening, HBO, anyone from HBO listening, I would really hope that you would think about investing into the Snyderverse, I do believe there's a lot of content that is worth looking into that will pull in a lot of subscribers for you guys. Or at the very least, mm -hmm. hire him on as as part of the creative team. Mm -hmm. Like we already know Christopher Nolan was one of the producers. Mm -hmm. So I would say still keep Christopher Nolan as one of the producers, keep Zack Snyder as one of the creative team, and then actually work on building a universe mm -hmm. stop trying to play catch up and just build let these characters slowly be fit like fleshed out like stick to your mm -hmm. stick to your creative ideas the ideas that you got going on mm -hmm. but let's break it up a little bit you got a lot of material to work with yeah i know you want to shove it all into one movie because you know you're a nerd yeah. <laughs> you want to see it all and i get it yeah. we also want to see it all but we also want to leave room for seconds you know Here's the here's what you want to serve us. Let's chop it up into into courses. That way we can be able to get a digestible amount of superhero and Justice League that you're trying to feed us. Yeah. What do you guys feel about that Joker scene? Like we have to talk about that Joker scene at the end because that was the only part of the movie that was reshot yeah. that Zack Snyder was allowed to reshoot. What do you guys think about Jared Leto's performance? You already know my opinion. <laughs> I don't know. Should we let him speak or should we just? Yeah, yeah, okay, Mike, go for Mike, Mike, go, yeah. Michael. Let's hear this. Let's hear this. I don't like Jared Leto as the Joker. He's terrible. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. Oh my God, it's just a different form. Oh my God. It, he didn't really have much creative control over the because the studio told him to act. Doesn't matter. He fucking sucked. He was weird and awkward. And not even like, yeah, well, the Joker's just kind of weird like that. No, he was just straight up weird. <laughs> for one, the one thing that always got me with the Joker was a fucking laugh. You don't All like right? Jared Leto's laugh. You had right? Mark Hamill's laugh. You had Heath Ledger's laugh. You had Jack Nicholson's laugh. You want to hear Jared Leto's laugh? <laughs> like, shut the fuck up! I hated it. And all the decisions that were made with Jared Leto's, you know, Joker character, I don't have a problem with his acting. I have a problem with all the other writing, that makeup, the costume. I have. Every, I have problems with everything around Jared Leto about the character, but I still don't know how I really feel about his actual portrayal. This was better than what we saw in Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely okay. better. Okay. I'll give you that. Loads yes. better. Yes. Okay. I, like I said, I've but always. I still didn't get like that. Most of my anger is coming mm. from the Suicide Squad Joker. Yeah. Okay. Okay. See, I still didn't get, you know, that hard, like, okay, this is a fucking Joker. But. Okay, so I, my biggest problem with the Joker from okay Suicide Squad Joker mm -hmm. is I like the way he looked, I just didn't like the way he acted because I didn't like the pimp Joker. I mean, you even like the damage, like the fucking. I, honestly, I would like it better if they made him into more of a more of a gangster mobster type instead that, of pimp. Instead of a pimp, <laughs> I like that better because at least if we came out of prison as yeah. a you know as a you know as a gangster, mm -hmm. you know gangster mob type, you know we're just ruthless killer. Mm. That would make more sense. Okay. He's all tatted up, just got out of prison, and that's what he's doing versus. Just a straight up pimp. That's all I just... If there was anybody... I know I'm being hard on Jared Leto. Yeah. I know I'm being really hard on Jared Leto. Because, yeah, a lot of it has to do because the studio wanted to make a look a certain way. But, honestly, I just... Yeah, the bad was, taste in your mouth. Yeah, he's just a, left a bad taste in my mouth. Do I have to bring up that footage again? <laughs> Which one with the hat? That yes, telling? the one with him being like. <laughs> I think it was the scene right after him and Harley fall into the Ace Chemicals, and then he yeah. brings her up and like it starts shaking his tongue really weird. Yeah, like do I do I have to bring that up? Because I feel like that's the only thing I can bring up to really sell the the idea of why I hate that Joker. It just. It was I, just, let me see if I can just find like, yeah, I mean, here's the freeze frame of it. So here's the image that Mike's talking about. That doesn't, down, that down, doesn't look scary. Go down, go down three. Go down this? Yes. Oh, so this is a gif. Okay, yeah. Oh, here we go. Yeah, once it loads up. 
See, this isn't. Oh, oh God. See? That, that does ruin a lot. That, that right there just ruined the whole buildup of what Joker could be. Mm -hmm. That ruined the Jack Nicholson. Mm -hmm. That ruined the Heath Ledger. Like that just, it threw all of mm -hmm. that out the window right there. Mm -hmm. That right there is why I hate this Joker. <laughs> all right. At least, okay, I'll say, I, I feel I'm alone on this one, but I actually liked it. You liked it, right? I liked it a lot. Yeah. The, the Justice League uh, Joker. I like it, how, how he's portrayed. I like how he's just, for brief moments, like, essentially, not I'll say a broken Joker, but it's just like. It's not a broken Joker. The only thing he has left in this world is Batman. That's it. There's nothing left for him in the world. See, I didn't get that when I saw that cut. That's See, what I, I didn't get that either. See, what I really appreciated from the nightmare sequence at the end was what it provided for more character for Batman. Like that scene where Batman was talking about, you know, having Harley Quinn in his arms and she promised, you know, he was, you know, that he would kill him. Yeah. And he was like, you know, and make most, make no mistake, I will fucking kill you. I, that anger he had that in cool. there. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I wanted that rage. I wanted more of that Batman rage throughout the whole film. And we got yeah. more of a, I have faith. I'm hopeful now. That's the, uh, yeah. I'll say the thing I, I didn't yeah, like about that Yeah, film. I did not like for that specific version of I, Batman. I like my I like my Batman to be miserable, unfortunately. I was <laughs> <laughs> you, you miss the brooding. I think occasionally, every now and again, Batman has those moments of where he kind of throws realism and logic out and just be like, I just have to kind of like have that little belief I, I like those moments but it was too much it was a little too much it was like alfred you just gotta you had to have faith you like have faith, I'm, having, I'm going off faith alfred faith and i was like uh hey, alfred i want to read you this verse <laughs> that's <laughs> i got jesus batman i i don't like that I, I i i wanted more of the brooding it's like i wanted more brooding like he's supposed to be an aged batman 20 mm -hmm. years in mm -hmm. you know i kind of wanted a little bit of mix of old man Batman from Batman Beyond, like that. A little, like you just, you know, he's just tired of everyone's shit. We would need to see a Batman Beyond for that type of Batman to exist. Yeah, but the way this Batman's played out, it, it is moving in that direction. It is, but he goes from, you know, supposed to be a brooding, then somehow now he's at a lighthearted stage. <laughs> and how do you expect him to go back to brooding? You know, <laughs> I think it came from the whole Batman versus Superman. I think it came from the whole like in the beginning he was already miserable. Yeah. And so maybe they were trying to sell like, oh, he's been miserable already for 20 years. So this is his chance to be like, you know, to believe again. That well, there's good again. I like Batman that. doesn't no, have that. No, 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 no. See, see, <laughs> I like that idea to get the most brooding, pessimistic character and slowly build him up to that faith. But I need that build up. Yeah. I need that build up through a few films, not just him brooding like we got to kill Superman to, oh, I fucked up and kill Superman now. Superman's my best friend and I feel guilty and bad and I need to have faith in other people. Like I, okay, I, I want to bring up again one little thing just that you remind me of it. Yeah. That the Joker scene when he says, you know, he took something away from him. Mm -hmm. now, I'm not bullshitting when I said, when I thought he was talking about Superman. <laughs> you thought that... I completely <laughs> forgot about Robin. I forgot about Lois Lane. I forgot about everyone else. You thought the person forgot he was about his parents. About. Oh my I god! I thought he was mentioning Superman. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say I grew up with bromance Superman as well. He, I love oh, bromance Batman. Batman Superman. I love <laughs> the bromance Batman Superman. Yeah, so I grew up with the bromance. So when he said, you know, I took away something special, I'm like, he's not Superman, isn't he? Oh, you kind of get that, like. They're slowly trying to build that bromance at the end. Yeah. You know, when he buys them, that, you know, bought the house back, you know, it's like, congratulations. I'm kind of friendish with you. We didn't have that awkward Joss Whedon reshot where during the final battle with Stephen Wolf, Superman shows up and Batman's like, oh, you're here. He's like, you didn't think I was here? I thought you didn't like me. And he's like, well, I don't not like you. Like that whole scene uh. was, that whole line was weird. Really weird. And like, once again, it's another lighthearted moment. Yeah. Too much sexual tension. <laughs> well, I don't like not like you. You know what's interesting? I want to bring this up. I'll find. I'll yeah. I got <laughs> like how you open yeah, up and it's just fucking awkward Aquaman there. <laughs> oh, so damn it! During the nightmare up. sequence of Justice League, when <laughs> um, Superman is holding the corpse of Lois Lane, there's this interesting shot I want to point out. I need to. I need to find that scene. Hold on. 
So when he's holding the corpse of Lois Land, I think it's gonna be this part. Uh, I think it's a little bit more. Uh, no, no, no. That's yeah, the yeah. whole like. Oh yeah, that's that's the whole story. Yeah. Um, do like cyborgs nightmare. Oh yeah, I'll like do that. cyborg. Yeah, because that's where cyborgs saw it. Yeah, here we go. Yep. See the scene right here. Okay. See how Henry Cavill is positioned. Yeah. Does this look familiar to you? Pause it. Uh, just keep this just his body position keep that engraved in your mind okay because i want to show you the end scene of man of steel when he kills zod oh are you kidding me <laughs> are you fucking kidding me oh yeah so where is it his death are you telling me that he literally just took a piece from it now are you kidding me if you were just you know the cgi corpse in his arms Oh god damn it. <laughs> I mean, son that's of a That's brilliant. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. that's brilliant. that's brilliant right there. If you're going to if you can't shoot something that studio won't allow you, you use something else. You got to use something else. Dude, that's fuck. That that's brilliant. See, let me go back now so you can really see that. Look at that. Look at the body position. Shit. That's that's smart. That really is. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. Dude, that's how you do it. <laughs> That's how you do it. Well played. Well fucking played. I'll clap to that. All right. That was fucking clever. Yeah. That was good. That's how you do it right there. That's really how you do that. I'm more pissed about it. Just not. I don't know why I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm pissed because one, I didn't catch it. Yeah. And I'm pissed that it's like, God damn it. You used something else. But son of a bitch, it was so fucking clean. Warner Brothers did not allow him to shoot anything else besides for that end nightmare sequence. So if he can't get his whole dark side destroying the Justice League, what are you going to do? Go back and find some archive footage yeah, and yeah. recreate it. That's my only real complaint I can say with Darkseid is you can kind of see the less quality in C you know CG. Mm -hmm. It's obviously this is kind of like the best he can do with the concept he originally had. But can I say the flashback scene for Darkseid when she was explaining the when Wonder Woman was explaining the whole fight, the old war that they had beforehand? Mm -hmm. Darkseid got bitched. Yeah, he did. He knocked the he got knocked the fuck out. Yeah, he got ganged. He got carried into the ship, and he's like, <clears throat> he got he left too confident as shit. He was like, <laughs> and then he got rocked. I, the <laughs> way I imagine is the way I imagine is that's a I'll say like an adolescent version of Dark it's, Side. No, it's young. That's when he was going by the identity of Uxus. Yeah, so it's like just, you know, his first technically. But they didn't need to have that shot of him literally passing the fuck out. Like, that was the one thing that I was like, come on. Uh, it's just, I mean, like, it's just. I, okay, I, just, I love this movie. Great. I don't want to say, uh, not that I want to see more because that means you just add more time to this thing. <laughs> but, no, I would like to see more, just not four hour long movies. No. Yeah. Not, no more. Or if you're going to do, if you're going to shoot something this long, Cut it up in parts. Yes. Cut it up into parts. Even the epilogue was fucking long. <laughs> oh my God. goodness, the epilogue was so was like, long. It's like epilogue. Oh great. Shit. Four, five more minutes and we're done. I put the. I and I keep saying I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. It was just a lot of movie, especially the epilogue. It was its own full-on chapter. One thing uh, I have to point out too is the fucking yodeling. Oh. Wonder Woman. It almost made me not want to like the character in the film because anytime yeah. she came on screen, ah, yeah, yeah, like, uh. like it. Honestly, that's what drew me to uh, to break up to watch the movie in three days. <laughs> you had to break it up because, because of that. I was so fucking annoyed with every time Wonder Woman made appearance. Mm -hmm. There was just like in the background, like it was Dude, the just entire time, the entire yeah. time, uh, like, the, the, the get, entire time with doing uh, the. What's it called? The uh, her people. What's it called? Um, the Amazons. Amazons. Yeah, yes. Amazons, yeah. Every time they any character showed up on screen, they yeah. replayed it again, that like, thing. again and again. Like it was too much. I get why he did that because every character in the film had their own specific, unique theme. Yes, but to identify them, like anytime you got that dark side showed up, you got that don don't like those heavy basses but but, I mean, yeah, but at least wonder woman's theme actually had some guitar riffs yeah like, but I'd be yeah, yeah, that. no, no I, I, they should have just cut out the yodeling part and just stick with the guitar riff parts no no i okay i understand the yodeling part i understand that 
But was it necessarily every time they went, the camera went back to her, they just restarted it again? Again and again. Not even like, different scenes. Just a camera movie. And I love, I love the music choice way better than Danny Elfman's. Yeah, yeah. Well, this was Junkie XL, right? Still? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This was such a better soundtrack. But still. Just why that yodeling part? Like... It, Every time she showed up on screen. It worked like two or three times. That's what I'll say. I'll say it. only worked that many times. Just not so many times. Like, oh, okay, here we go again. For the right, rest of again. for the rest of the first hour and a half? No. Like I, I like the character. I like Wonder Woman. I like how she took things very literally. Yeah. Especially where, you know, um Stephen Wong was like, she belongs to me. She's like, I belong to no man. It's a very cheesy line, but that's a very Wonder Woman line. Yes. Yeah. And it fit so well. I liked her. Why would you put a music choice though that's gonna ruin that every time she appears? Just change it up. You could have changed it up. Change the riff a little bit. Yeah. You think this is gonna be like a extended ultimate edition of Justice League? Uh, <laughs> dude, I they already have the just the Justice in Gray. Justice yeah. is gray. So the black and white version of um, Zack Snyder's Justice League just came out last night. Um, same movie, uh, same exact movies, just in black and white. It's how Zack Snyder saw this film for years while he was working on it. He only saw he only saw it in black and white, so so I I, I get I, I get it. I get the reason why behind black and white. I you know, I get it, but it's just I'm not gonna bother to watch this movie ever again. <laughs> yeah. It is a lot of movie. Yeah. Too much movie. That's something we have to warn people. If you are interested in watching this movie, I plan for it. Plan for it and just watch it in parts. They have little timestamps on the little scrubber where you see these little keyframes. Those are the parts. You got a whole, there's what, seven, no, six parts, seven parts? Seven parts if you count the, the epilogue. epilogue. Yeah. yeah, that's a week. Yeah. You can watch that through the week. Yeah. Yeah, you could. And each part is basically 30 minutes long. I think I saw a timestamp or a, uh, I think it was a breakdown of a, uh, some of them range between like 20, 40, and sometimes like 50 minutes. Yeah, that's the yeah. No, okay. The first, it, it seems like it goes, it goes from shorter to longer to longer to longer. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. When you get to your climax, it's yeah. hard to cut that up because you have to have everything build up at once. Yeah. Mm. I would definitely say watch it in parts. If you don't want to watch it in parts, but you don't want to watch the whole thing, at least watch half of it and then go back in and watch the second half. It still works out. Yeah. Let's just be, let's just be glad that we actually got a good movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm happy to say I was actually, I'm happy. I'm happy this movie turned out good. And if they were to continue to make more of this, please allow these characters to flesh out more and to really develop. Yeah. I want some singularity. Yeah. I don't want just all these divisive type of like these different types of films. If you're going to really go down this route with the Zack Snyderverse, just really go down that route. Yeah. Ultimately, uh, it's going to come down to... All the fans, we're all going to have opinions about what should be made, how it should be made, what should be done, how it should be done. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, it's going to come down to a solid creative team and a studio that's willing to back its creative team. Yeah. And, so, be like, and trust them. Be like, here, this is how much you got. Let's see what you got. All right. Well, I think that's a good place to end yeah. our discussion. We talked for quite a bit on this movie oh yeah all right we want to thank everyone for listening to tonight's podcast i'm curious about your thoughts on tonight's topic did you like zack schneider's justice league what do you like about it what didn't you like about it you can leave a comment below if you're watching this on our youtube channel if not we'll be putting up putting this up on an open forum on our website at www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash red bad podcast for our listeners to discuss episode topics and various other film related news we put out episodes every Friday. For our audio listeners, you can find the Red Band Podcast on iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, and of course our website, which I'll say again, www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash Red Band Podcast. Please like and subscribe, and we'll hope to see you next time. Later, y'all. <laughs>